Welcome back to another episode of Decoded, guys. My name is Jesse, and I'm the writer, director, and narrator for the Lost Codex episodes, Decoded episodes, all the stuff. And I'm here, joined today by Jeffrey. Welcome back, Jeff. Hello, hello. For those of you who have been tuning into our, our streams in the last couple days in February, uh, you'll hopefully have been tuning into Jeff's streams. Jeff's going to be trying to stream every day in February uh, because there's a special event going on, which is the main topic of today's podcast, uh, Gnomebrary. Um, and we'll talk about all the stuff Jeff's been streaming and then all the details behind his big idea. Um, and today's topic isn't just about Gnomebrary, it's actually about gnomes in general. So we're going to talk about the lore, talk about our favorite characters, why we play gnomes, uh, the gnome stigma that's out there, if you want to call it that. But uh, before we dive into that, let's dive into some weekly news. Uh, the world first Jaina kill happened yesterday. Congratulations to Method. I believe they got the second kill as well. They killed Jaina yeah, a second time. Pretty sure. I, th I think they, they, they killed her yesterday on the last day of the week, and then today again on the first day of the week. And then Limits, I think, an hour ago or ish. Yeah, very... Limit uh, got the third kill. At uh, second guild, at least, someone said jokingly said that Methods Alt should have made a second guild so they could technically claim world first and world second guild. But um, uh, that's that's taking it a bit too far. Definitely, and I, I, I it was actually exciting to watch. Uh, I think there was something over well well over three hundred pulls uh, in there, wow. and you know it was coming down to the percentages. Um, but maybe mm -hmm. maybe Limit will get the next one. Maybe Limit will get a Jara and eight point two. We got uh, we got a couple of world firsts here. We're gonna have a Jara. We're probably gonna have the world first race for whatever the last boss of 8.3 is before BlizzCon. Mm. Uh, so we got a couple more world firsts later this this week. And for those who didn't know, or for those who for next time, uh, the uh, method actually goes to the Red Bull Arena or a Red Bull sponsored arena. Their whole team or most of their team and. Uh, they live stream it. Limit does not live stream. People are, are requesting that they live stream. It kind of creates a little bit more tension uh, and excitement for the competition. But uh, basically, everyone was watching. Everyone was watching Method to see, you know, what it, how how close Will they, they were. Will they do it? Came. Will they yeah. do it? Is this the time they do it? You know, you, do I do I go to the washroom and get a snack? Well, they're gonna kill Jaina when I'm gone. They're gonna kill Jaina when I'm sleeping. Um, so it, it was definitely exciting. So that that kills over. Jaina has, or not killed, but Jaina's been defeated. Uh, spoilers: we don't kill Jaina in the raid. Um, with Mythics opening up, uh, the LFR Wave One also opened up. So the first three bosses are open to everyone. Uh, so go in there, get your transmog, get your item level up, and uh, yeah, Mythic. Uh, speaking of Mythics, this week is also Mythic Dungeon Week as well. So make sure you do your four. Uh, mythic dungeons to for your chest to get a level 400 item level 400 piece of uh, from Battle for Desire Lore. I think it's the heroic level. Uh, just complete your four dungeons mm. and you're guaranteed a piece uh, based off of your spe loot specialization there. So maybe you'll luck out and get a weapon. Well, um, guess I'm gonna have to. Uh do some mythics this weekend. Hundred percent. Get Jeff's gonna do yeah. some uh, mythic plus twenties. Uh, I think Jeff can do mythic plus twenty. Is that right, Jeff? I don't I think can do it alone. I don't Jeff with like one percent of my power. One percent of his power. Good God! Uh, and then the last <laughs> piece of news we have is nothing to do with mythics or Jaina, uh, but just as magical. We have a little bit of news on our next lore video. I don't think we had publicly announced it uh, when we had the last decoded episode. 
Uh, but now it's out. It's been released. And if you guys haven't heard, we're doing it on Sithralis. We have a lore video on the snake lady herself. This one's actually really interesting and different because we have a lot of custom models in it that we don't always have access to. But we got Hypnos uh, pulled through and we got two other artists who've been collaborating with us on this episode. So it's going to be super... Super cool. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, and if you guys enjoyed the uh, Shadra video we did and the narrator in that one, that same Trolls and Alari narrator returns for this one. So get get ready. That's all we got for, uh, for weekly news here. Uh, we're going to just dive right into the podcast episode. And as I said earlier, it's about gnomes and specifically Gnomebrary. You can see the Gnomebrary text above me. Uh, we've got Jeff's got his high-tech webcam frame going on there. So Jeff, I explain because this is your idea. This is this is your pet project. Explain what yeah. Gnomebrary is. It's basically uh, it's it's an art prompt, and it's well, art prompts. I've seen a couple of them over the past couple of years or months or whatever. Uh, most recently, December in uh, December, which was started by Ruru Cats, I believe, and especially Overnose. Um, can't quite come up with his real name for the moment, but he was very into that, and he made some very, very nice art for that. And I was like, hmm, hold on, why hasn't anyone done that for gnomes yet? So I got thinking, like, throughout January about something like that, and then when I wanted to decide, okay, which month would we, would you pick? Well, why not pick February because February is the shortest month of the year and that's basically how that part of the whole idea came to mind and besides no one we didn't want to wait till November no November no. sounds better right we I think everyone can acknowledge yeah. that but who wants to wait 10 months plus November's busy we got BlizzCon there's there's things we're doing there. yeah uh no one no one got time to to do art prompts and uh, during BlizzCon time but uh um, hell no I, th I think actually the first I heard of this idea from you, Jeff, was um, during the RPG podcast when you were making those those title screens for the RPG. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when. Um, so I made like this single title shot for all the RP characters Jesse talked about, and I was like, "Hmm, I'm done now. I've got like half an hour or so left before I need to uh, shut down and go to bed, and I might as well." do one for me and that's how i basically uh put down like actually put down because i had created a, a gnome paladin character in the mode of your like months ago but never really did anything with her so i finalized that put her in the prompt and i'm like okay maybe i can do something more with this character and now uh we'll, we'll talk about your character in in just a second here but um one of the other reasons we're doing it and and uh, inspiration definitely came from when when jeff said like here i, I made this title screen for my my gnome character I said oh that's the paladin character he says what, what about a, a gnome art prompt and i kind of said like Drace ember and he's like exactly like Drace ember uh and it actually just so happened to line up with a whole bunch of other stuff as well uh with mechatorx involvement in the raid you know we didn't have the cinematic by then but we did yeah. know that you know mechatorx was a boss and we knew from spoilers and data mining that something was going to happen. Um, and we'll talk about that at the end. We're going to put a spoiler warning at the end when we're talking about the lore and stuff. 
Uh, we're going to be talking about the Battle for Desara lore specifically and what happens in it and stuff like that. So we'll let you guys tune in. We'll do another spoiler warning there, but it's going to be coming. We're going to be talking about what happens with that. Uh, and of course, Mechagon coming at 8.2. We don't know a whole lot of information, but we do know that uh, Mecha Gnomes or Junker Gnomes are coming in some form in 8.2. Whether they're playable or not, we don't know. Um, but all of this is just lining up perfectly. And so, and the fact that it falls in the shortest month, it, it, it timed up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I really want to quickly mention, and we'll talk, we'll go back to talk about the guild after, but it also, it was almost perfect timing with how it lined up with a recent event that happened on Wormrest Accord. For anyone who plays mm-hmm. on Wormrest, you'll know, you'll have heard of the guild, Gnomeregon Forever. And of course, the, uh, the guild leader who went along with it. Uh, Forbidra. Now, Forbidra was a, or often nicknamed just Forbes. Forbes was a very, very loud advocate for for gnomish include, you know, inclusion in the lore, and in the, in the broadest sense of the word. In the in everything, in short stories and cinematics, being in the game, having representation, um, and not being joke characters. And yeah. the guild. Gnome Gone Forever, while I've never joined it myself, it's it's an all-gnome guild, it's a, it's a role-play, uh, role-play guild. Um, they're the largest gnome-only guild ever, and they, they've actually, like, gone and earned themselves some achievements in terms of, like, world-first Gahoon run with just gnomes, or world-first this run with just gnomes, and they can do it. Now that gnomes can be priests, it's, it's, a, it's viable. Mm. It, it can be done. Um, and so... A couple weeks ago, a week and a half ago or so, um, Forbidra, the guild leader, passed away about a month ago or so, a month and a half. Um, uh, sudden, like suddenly. Just suddenly. I, as far I didn't know the person well, so I don't know if there was health complications before that, but the news hit me suddenly, and Forbes had an active role on Wormrest, was constantly on the forums, and was just someone that everyone knew, you know, their guild was a well-known, well-respected guild, and they were definitely an advocate for, you know, you probably saw the little icon, little female gnome with a purple hat on on, on Twitter. And so a week and a half ago or so, they had a memorial service. The guild had a memorial service for this player. Um, and I attended in-game in, in with, with a, my gnome character that I've had since Vanilla, and it was amazing to see. I'll, I'll, for the... For the for the YouTube edit uh, we're going to have up here, I'll, I'll make sure Jeff includes a screenshot of, of the event here um, because it was yeah, amazing I, I to see. Got the, I actually got the event, like the, the, the live stream downloaded because um, from, from Twitch it would probably like be gone in a couple of di- in a couple of days. So I was like, okay, let's find out real quick how to rip from Twitch and save that because it was a very moving event. I haven't watched it completely yet, but it was what I've seen. It was very moving. Very moving. And basically what happened in that event, it took place in uh, New Tinkertown and people got to talk. Uh, had about four to five minutes real time to type out their stories of, of Forbes, whether it was an in-character story or out of character. A lot of it was out of character. And there was actually a Discord live voice conversation going on. It was live streamed and you can actually hear people giving their um, stories over voice as well. And how this player or character uh, inspired them or how they interacted with them and all this stuff. And it was very moving. And um, uh, I, I attended, I, I represented us because it was at a god-awful time for, for Jeff, so there was no way he could have attended. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, and I, I was there, and uh, Taryn Gregory was there, who made an appearance. I think that meant a lot to the gnome community as well, because as we all know, you know, Taryn's icon on Twitter is, is a gnome. So that happened. So I think... 
even though Forbes didn't get a chance to participate in Nombrary, I think they would have appreciated something like this, and uh, hopefully we can we can do them proud. Um, Jeff, you want to talk about quickly about the future gnome prompts? Kind of just go down the list and give a quick thought on each one. Uh, we, you and I can go back yeah, and forth sure, here. Go ahead. Uh, well, you you start off with, start us off with tomorrow's one. Yeah, so tomorrow's one is uh, one that you hear a lot when you interact with gnomes. It's uh, my, you're a tall one. And what 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 was the first idea that came to mind when you came up with that prompt? Probably something with uh, the, the the tall neck dinosaurs in Zandalar. I mean, how would you react to that if you're a tiny gnome going up against like, okay, you're really big. Something like that. Something like that. Either yeah. that or, 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 or meeting uh, a Drenai uh, for the first time. Or a Tauren. Yep, Tauren. I'm leaning towards going for a Drenai tomorrow, actually. Mostly okay. because I need her to interact with a Drenai because the, the story of my gnome character has, like, she wants to become a paladin, but she, she's a gnome and gnome paladins aren't a thing. Um, even the Argon Crusade is a bit like trying to push her away um so i, I need like a sort of a dumbledore like character to go like well she she can't use the light just yet but why not just let her like why not just let her stay and learn by proxy or something and i'm pretty sure i'm going to use that draenei character uh for that and might as well introduce him with this prompt good idea uh for day eight so the 8th of february the prompt is cooking um and this is something that I feel like Issei would be all over. Maybe I'll, I'll poke her and see if she'll do a quick sketch for this one. Because what do gnomes eat? Well, what, what, what do you what do you guys think? What do gnomes What do gnomes eat? Do they have like frosted cogos or something? And it's like a, like little cereals in the shape of cogs with like cinnamon sugar all over. I feel gnomes would have a lot of sweets in their diet. I'm then, pretty sure at some point, uh, you know, the the gnome rogue in the Alliance War campaign. Yep. I think she at one point mentions that gnomes have a very high metabolism, so whatever we eat, whatever they eat, it's probably a lot. Do, are the gnomes the Dutch of World of Warcraft? Do they eat like a lot of sprinkles and a lot of sugars and stroopwafels? <laughs> <laughs> is, is, that, is that what we're saying? Because uh, uh, the, those the, them Dutch people have a crazy metabolism. So if you guys are... and Maybe. For the record, uh, I know a lot of people I'll are kind of discouraged from from these art prompts because they're you know i just called it that an art prompt if you can't draw you can't paint uh you, you can still do these prompts they don't have to be you know hand-drawn they can be yeah. uh machinima which jeff which jeff's doing um they can be in game we have people yeah we have people also like writing little story bits like literally a single tweet is their uh submission and that's fine whatever you come up with is completely fine what you can include is you can include one of those uh, tweet longer clips or you can include a screenshot of like a written paragraph or if you want to kind of keep it a little bit of a challenge on Twitter, use it as a journal entry. You know, have each day's prompt be a written journal entry using the Twitter characters or less and see if you can come up with something for that. Um, so day eight is cooking. Uh, day nine is sleeping and resting. So Maybe you're, you know, just your gnome taking it easy from their activities, or maybe they've come up with a way to a on-the-go bed. That sounds like something I need in real life. Oh yeah, that would be nice. We've got uh, studying, uh, which every gnome, no matter their practice, definitely has their nose in some sort of book, uh, set of documents yep. or something. Um, 
that's going to be an interesting one. I mean, you know, studying the books and libraries is sort of our aesthetic, so... Right? That's if fine. I don't make that a pretty one, Jesse's going to... This is going to be real disappointed. I won't be mad, Jeff. I'll, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> I'll be watching the whole stream. That's, uh, we've that's got infinitely worse. And tied directly to it, oh, day ten and eleven are going to be are going to be uh, double whammy for us because arcane magic, yep. the arcane library sanctum. That's the kind of aesthetic we've made for the Lost Codex. So definitely expect some references in there. I'm sure. Rivalry, uh, probably a lot of goblins or a lot of other gnomes or. Thermoplug yeah. will appear in some sort of format there. Uh, day 13 is we've got Danger High Voltage. Jeff, what was your idea for Danger High Voltage? Uh, I must actually... Not yours specifically, but like in general. Like, what uh, did you pick? Or, I mean, if you want to tell us yours, go for it. No, nah, it's... Uh, I'm going to go for something Frankenstein-y, like have her strapped to uh, a table and hit with lightning because that's what engineering gnomes do. But we'll see uh, how that turns out. But yeah, well, I actually started with this prompt, um, calling it, uh, what was it again? 1.21 gigawatts, which was, I mean, if you're into pop culture, you know that has to do with lightning, but it's pop culture. It's not wow. So that was one of the references. references. I got it, but we were kind of like, do will others get it? So we we ended up up changing it. and again, these these prompts are very vague. So you know the mm-hmm. the uh, the studying one. Maybe your character doesn't like studying, and it shows them like not studying. It shows them they should be studying, but they're they're doing everything but studying. So uh, the prompts are very up in the air for what you want to take them as. Uh, Valentine's Day will be flirting or in love, uh, and I'm sure Jeff will have some sort of reference to Rocket of Love, the the uh, the opening way Jeff and I yeah. met back in the day with Machinima. Oh uh, yeah. I am Forsaken versus Rocket of Love. Two gnomes in love. <laughs> Nothing can beat it. Uh, Dark Moon Fair. That one's actually going to be really cool, considering you know Silas Dark Moon. Th- oh yeah. Hold on. Maybe we should make a tweet actually, because the Dark Moon Fair is active right now. I That's mean, true. I, That's true. Being the creator of this art prompt, I was like, hmm. The, the Dark Moon Fair was like when it was active a month ago, I was like, hmm, might as well take a couple of screenshots because it'll be gone for another month. I will I, I will make a prompt. I will make a tweet after because we have uh, three yeah. more days until it runs out. Uh, so that's, yeah, a, so that's a good idea. There, if Jeff. you want to, gra- to grab some screenshots or reference material or something, do it now. Do it now. Uh, day 16 is playing a game. So maybe, you know, well, the first thing that came to mind was the Hearthstone, the, the Gnomish Hearthstone box that you could get. I think it was a Christmas gift or... Or something, yeah. Um, or make up. I've seen it in the Modern War. I can't remember how you got it in game, but I know it exists. And if you want to make up your own game, by all means, maybe you're maybe your character's a game maker. There's the there's the uh, the toy maker in Dalaran. So some ideas there. Day seventeen is miscommunication. So with gnomes, that can be a whole whole yeah. bunch of stuff. Yeah, gnomes are gnomes are notorious for taking things too literally. So I've got I've got a I've got I've got a pretty fun one. Uh, I, I think I actually got two. Still pondering which one to pick, but I got something good. Day lost my count here. Eighteen. Eighteen. Small but 18. resilient. Yep. All right. All right. A couple of days came to mind there. Yeah, I've got a, I've got one as well. 
We got uh, day 20, which is the most, uh, sorry, day 19. I'm skipping numbers here. Favorite weapon. This is going to be a cool one. I want to see all your characters' weapons. I want to see whether it's a physical weapon, whether it's a battle tank, a mech. I, I'm excited to see what the, some of these weapons are and, and what, what what they look like. Uh, Battle for Desire Lore actually came out with a couple of gnome-themed weapons as well. So for all the gnome hunters out there, there is a perfect gnome gun. There's a gnome... Uh, uh, mace. There's two no maces in Battle for Azeroth. Uh, oh my. Yeah. So I should check those out actually because I don't think I have yet. Yes, there are ones that look very similar to. Uh, they, they obviously drop off Mechatorks, so definitely look at those because mm. those. And they have like the gnomish crest on them and, uh, and everything, so. We got uh, day 21, grief. So we we decided to spread out the sad prompts. Nomergon's falls at the beginning griefs later on uh so we got a couple of couple of weeks to a lot of side posts for the nomergon's fall one um which was day yeah. four that one's already over yeah, yeah but, at, but at the same time it's not something you can ignore because 90 nope. percent of the gnomes either died or turned crazy during that event so no self-respecting gnome role player ignores that event definitely not uh day 22 that was unexpected that's the prompt name quote that dot 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 was unexpected um day 23 meeting their evil twin and for those of you who aren't engineers this will be a little bit weird to you so i'll let jeff explain this one yeah so uh, i can't even remember how i remembered that that was a thing but apparently and i, I never was an engineer back in the old days or an engine much of an engineer at all in game um, but if you used one of those engineering items uh, that teleported you somewhere, it had a chance to fail or a chance to do something weird. And one of the debuffs that gives is your evil twin. And then you've been replaced by your evil twin. So I'm like, okay. What if, and then for, for, for example, for this prompt, you can go on a, on a what if scheme like okay what if my character wasn't a gnome paladin what if she was a gnome death knight like the complete uh, uh, the complete opposite of what what she is Bizar- what, bizarro bizarro yeah. world total alternate universe yep something totally crazy. universe hell do the spider-man meme where spider-man's pointing at himself only it's your character just pointing at themselves <laughs> <laughs> uh we've got uh, day 24 very generic but very fun explosions Anything, we gotta have more explosions! Anything you guys want, explosions. Uh, day 25 is exploration. Uh, that'll be cool to see. Uh, day 26 mm-hmm. is among friends. Day 27 is scars. Day 28 uh, is... Once, uh, scars is a little bit of a... Um, I borrowed that one from the Dress Amber, pretty sure. Yeah, that one That one ties in well with Nomergon's Fall and Grief in different ways. Yeah. It could be emotional scars, physical scars. Mm-hmm. Um, day 28 is ambition, which that's probably the biggest driving force for gnomes is they're always thinking about how how, yeah. how can I make this better? I, I built something. It works perfect. Next step. How can I make it better? And bonus, day 29 for Gnomeragon. If you guys, you know, were sad Gnomebrary's over, well, there's a bonus day for Gnomeragon is the name of that prompt. So... Guys, if you aren't artists, but you still want to participate, in-game screenshots with your gnome character. And I, I recommend checking out the uh, the camera called Dynamic Cam. I Actually, I've been leveling a, a low-level alt recently, and I, I downloaded Dynamic Cam 
and a whole bunch of other add-ons for like a more fresh, immersive RPG style uh, play. And Dynamican uses the action cam in WoW and allows you to kind of like a Skyrim camera. The camera is over behind your character's shoulder, and you can you can shift it to be far over, slightly over, and when you engage in combat, because when if you if you're all these new melee animations, you're never going to see unless you've turned the camera around, but that's not really practical. So Dynamican actually moves your camera around a bit. There is a motion sensor or a um, um, motion sickness warning, because for some people who aren't used to it, it's definitely gonna be like, whoa, what is going on? Mm-hmm. But it's actually a really cool uh, add-on to take pictures with your character in it if you wanted to have your character overlooking a scene, but you didn't want to have your character dead center. It's actually good. So check out Dynamicam uh, to use these for these prompts if you guys want. Um, don't need I to will. be... <laughs> Jeff's like, thank you for the idea. Um, now let's move on. So those are the prompts, and we have a picture up on Twitter if you guys want to kind of look at some. And by the way, the prompts won't have to be done daily. If you want to skip a couple of prompts and you want to come back to day 20, by all means, if you really love Nomergon's Fall as an idea, but you weren't able to do it, post it. Like it does, These are just daily prompts, but don't feel obliged or obligated that you aren't allowed to do day seven if you haven't done one through six yet you can do whatever you want you don't look look the only one who has to do every single thing is myself this is this guy you're free to do whatever you want make sure i'm pointing in the right direction i am pointing in the right direction good (laughs) um so that's gnomebrary that's the those are the prompts and that's kind of the inspiration um we're gonna talk a little bit about our characters and so uh jeff talk about talk about your character because your your icon's been a gnome for a while yeah, it has. Um, so yeah, my character is actually based on my my in-game character. I'm gonna, inter- I'm, gonna I'm gonna interrupt you, Jeff, with. just for a second, because Jeff, you've got your your icon, but you've also got your new prompt character, which are two separate characters, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, sorry. Continue. Just just so, for people wanted to know. The, the one, yeah, the one I'm talking about now is my in-game character, my gnome mage uh, called Mushanga, uh, which is obviously um related to toto in some way because i'm just that much of an 80s music nerd um so yeah way back way way back in the day of um classic wow my friend had started playing wow like a couple of months earlier i played with him um i couldn't play myself because our pc back home was not good enough if you jumped into the canals in Stormwind, you'd jump into a bright colored block and then the oh. game would basically crash because <laughs> good luck with that. Um, so a couple, couple of months later, I turned, I was going to turn 16 just after the summer vacation. So I pulled my whatever funds I had together, together with a small, uh, with a gift from my parents, I got my first gaming PC so I could play World of Warcraft all summer long. <laughs> And I was, oh, I always, I, I had done my research. I wanted to, to play a shaman because of the whole four elements mythology. And I was like, yeah, I, I like that. I like that idea. And I'm going to play a shaman. And I'm going to play a tauren shaman because those are nice, big, beefy. And then my friend started and played a dwarf. Um, so, yeah, shamans were out of the picture. Torrents were out of the picture. And... I went to see what kind of classes the Alliance could pick. And I was either going to pick a mage or a warlock. 
And in the end, I thought that the Warlock, Warlocks were a little bit too dependent on their uh, on their summons, on their creatures. While mages, they could make their own food, they could make their own water. They were very self-reliant, and I, I like that idea. So I picked a mage, and then when it came time to pick a race, I picked a gnome, because the only other option was humans, and humans were, and still are, bland. Bland. Yeah. Um, and I will also admit that uh, I think around, just around that time would be when um, Star Wars Attack of the Clones uh, came out, where you had the fight scene between Yoda and Saruman. <laughs> Can't quite remember his, uh, his Star Wars name. Count, Count but, Dooku. Oh yeah, Count Dooku, that's the one, thanks. Uh, and just the, the animation and the quick fighting skills of Yoda in that little scene, I was like, hmm, you know, small characters aren't that bad. They're actually pretty badass. Um, yeah, so that's why I picked a gnome, and I've been playing him ever since, basically. For me, um, so Yoda was your inspiration. So, Jeff, would you have played a goblin if you could have? Or is that, is that, um, is that, is that heresy? Right now, it's heresy. <laughs> Back then, if if goblins had been a thing and my friends had started on Horde, who knows? Maybe. Maybe there's an alternate universe where, yeah. where Jeff starts yeah. a, a machinima channel, but it's a goblin warlock instead of a no mage. Talk what about a bizarre world. Twins. Talk about evil twins. Um, <laughs> so for me, back in the day, I, I started playing World of Warcraft in on January 22nd, 2005. Um, asked for Warcraft for Christmas. Got Warcraft for Christmas, but I, I, on my list I put World of Warcraft, and for Christmas I got <laughs> Warcraft 3, which I was still excited <laughs> to play, but the slight hesitation... My mom said, "Oh, is that the wrong one?" I said, "It is, but it's okay because I, I, you know, I, I had watched my friend play Warcraft three for months, but I had never actually played it myself. Finally, we had a good enough computer that could operate it." And she said, "Well, pick one. You could either keep Warcraft three, the treasure chest, or I can go out, return it, and get you World of Warcraft." I chose World of Warcraft, and um, first character I ever made was best, a dwarf. Hunter. Best choice ever. Best choice ever. Hundred percent dwarf hunter. I, I, I picked. Hundred um, percent admit inspired by the cinematic of the dwarf with the bear the fact that i didn't start with a bear pet i was upset um named ran around dun moro and just took in the sights of oh my god snowy winterland this is canada this is my home and uh my friend who had convinced me to get world of warcraft in in the first place funny enough or who had who had him and i had talked about it months prior he had made a no mage and i thought okay I, I, I can do this. Um, and so I, you know, I had already leveled my character. He was leveling his character. And I thought, okay, so let's... I wanted to play something that was a little bit different. And the fact that Gnome started in the in the same in the same uh, starting zone as Dwarves, one with a Gnome Warlock. So we were going to be, you know, both Gnome casters, but he was going to have magic and I was going to have... I didn't know. I just thought it was dark magic. I didn't know anything about the lore back then in terms of, you know, what a Warlock was. Um... And that character was made on April 6, 2005. I know that because I asked a GM the other day. And it's still an active character I play to this day. Same character, same class, same race, uh, same beard and hairstyle as I, when I made him 14 yeah. years ago. Yeah, uh, same here. And uh, your Mushanga had uh, the same uh, mustache and beard 
way back? Is it pink too? Yep. Pretty much. Not sorry, pink. No, no, no. That he's the, never the been. Red. Uh, the not not the bright the pink. Red. The, yeah. the the red one. The red um, one. Yes. And it brings us to our next point here. Uh, why do we play gnomes? And Jeff's going to talk about his his, his his Sparkshine character in a second. But for me, dw- you know, I, I love dwarves in Lord of the Rings. I loved Gimli, and um, but I was also a fan of of hobbits and and the halflings. And to see that they had halflings in WoW with a technical twist on them, I thought this is this is really cool. Uh, growing up, I was a big lover of the. Uh, of the series Dragonlance, and so I loved the Kender. I loved uh, Tasselhoff, Burfoot, for those of you who've read Dragonlance, and I, I love these little, small, underdog characters that turned out to be totally badass. And the fact that it was a familiar zone as the dwarves, which was my very first character, which was a dwarf, I decided, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a gnome. And again, the option was to play a gnome, a human warlock, and didn't, didn't care for that back in the day. And running around as a tiny little character where everyone was bigger than you, it was it was kind of cool. It was cool to go off on this little, small character, the sense of exploration and wonder into this giant world that uh, was already big to begin with, but so much bigger that, considering you were small. So this character eventually started off on Paranold back in the day. Paranold represent PvE server. Uh, moved over to Eridar uh, with my friend uh, Gizmo the Mage. And uh, eventually I moved that character from Eridar, which is a PvP server, to Wormrest Accord, where he's still there to his day, Ragit. And Ragit has a whole backstory. Later on, when I, when I started understanding the lore a little bit better, I uh, wrote a whole backstory for him and a character and, you know, Kirin Tor, Dalaran Professor and stuff like that. Very associated story with the Lost Codex in terms of just lover of all things lore, history, uh, sociology, anthropology, stuff like that. So, um character that I still play to this day. Haven't leveled him in Battle for Azeroth yet, but uh, he's he's on the list, definitely. Um, Jeff, tell us about your 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 paladin girl. Um, yeah, so I had the idea for a gnome paladin um, for a while now. I think we've bounced the idea back for like, relatively relatively early in the, the Lost Codex's existence. Like, I think maybe 2016, 2017-ish, that's when we started to mention it from time to time. And it's an idea that's, that, that stuck with me. Uh, I tried to, like, come up with... I even want to say you, uh, you pitched the idea of your gnome paladin to me... Pre- before we even started? Pre-Lost Codex. I want to say there was yeah. that transition between you and I doing Machinima mm-hmm. and you and I doing Lost Codex where we... Wanted to do lore episodes. Do you remember that? Those lore skits? Remember with Nair's oh, yeah, and yeah, stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Those never saw the light of day. But I want to say mm-hmm. that maybe that came into play around there. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that was that was early. That yeah. would have been early 2016. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, continue. Yeah. Three, uh, three years ago. Yeah. Holy moly. Um, well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I had the idea. I tried to theory craft basically okay how would how would it work would she eventually would he or she eventually discover the, the powers of the light uh, why would it work why wouldn't it work i mean and why wouldn't it work um, gnomes can wield a sword and gnomes can wield the light why can't they wield both together because that's basically what a paladin is so that basically became the idea of the character like why she why he or she wanted to become a paladin because why not why couldn't uh, why couldn't they um, I also had 
entertained of the, the the faint ideas of making maybe a comic strip. Uh, I'm can't quite remember the name of the uh, Wonderworks comic. There is a comic, uh, a gnome-centered comic out there that's actually pretty good. Yeah, um, it has a lot of characters. Yeah, it's a, it has a lot of characters, and that's maybe also why I never really got into it because the first time I saw it, I was like, "Oh wow, these are a lot of characters." I have no idea who who is and what they're doing and what they okay. But in terms of looks and production quality, very good stuff. Um, so yeah, maybe like maybe a comic series of some sort or so or so. But yeah, of course, that's when the Lost Codex started to take off a little bit. So that idea got shelved. Uh, but I did continue to tweak the character here and there a little bit. Eventually decided to make her a female gnome because, especially when um, when I really uh, dived into the, the new female gnome characters after Wallace Drenor, they were really, really expressive. I, I really liked that. Uh, big eyes, uh, big... They were just fun characters to play with uh, and to, to check the animations out. So I was like, okay, I can do more with the female model in terms of expressions and looks and all that than I can do with the male model. And, well, she's going to be a female. And that is basically... Uh, and uh, here we are now. Um, not quite the comic series I had in mind, but it's at least a good start to flesh her out, see what I can make in terms of single images uh, and what kind of time frame. I'm pretty sure the streams I've been doing are like an hour and a half to maybe two hour-ish. Um, so that's, I suppose, a, a decent amount of time. Uh, but the, the results are pretty pretty happy with the results, too. I think uh, for those of you who are interested, um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the stream, uh, Jeff's live streaming all of these prompts. So you, if you want to see how... You know, if you, if you go to our Twitter page you'll, and you look at uh, under the media tab, you'll see all of our the pictures we posted in the last couple of days, and and you'll see uh, uh, the art prompts that he's done for his character. If you want to see how these are made, Jeff live streams that whole process on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Lost Codex Lore. Uh, usually in the afternoons, uh, Jeff, what what time do you usually start streaming your time? And I'll do the conversion. Um, my time, I think, any time around half past eight, maybe nine p.m. So your time would be six hours earlier. So that yeah, that's two o'clock, three uh, or four three, p.m. Yeah, one time you started at two, but three three o'clock Eastern time, noon PST time. Um, for those interested in uh, in watching that uh, sideline, if you guys want to also see Jeff animate some Lost Codex, you know, lore videos, he also does that over there as well. But if you want to see these gnome prompts in action and see how, you know, if you've ever wondered how, how are machinimas made, whether not the animated kind, but even the still image machinima pictures, check them out because you get to see Jeff's whole process and how it's like a Bob Ross video. It starts off, oh God, what are you doing? What is that? And it turns, oh wow, that actually, that looks amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, um, yeah. just don't forget the goggles this time, Jeff. Oh God, the goggles. The goggles. The goggles. I, well, I, 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 I literally almost woke up in bed last night. I was like, hold on. I forgot the did goggles. Did I or did I not give her the goggles? Because the goggles are a separate model, which I actually like the 3D. Um, I use a little bit of 3D uh, to, to put her, to put to put them on her head. Right. Because you can't wear the, the goggles in game like that. On your forehead. Um, but it's something you need to, uh, need to remember. And for day... 
um, three or four, whatever the Nomorgans fall day was. I think it was four. I actually completely forgot to put her on her head, put them on her head. And the day after, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to forget it. I forgot it yesterday. Technically, it would make sense because she just forgot to put on the goggles when the whole Nomorgan she was rushing started for to hit her the life, fan. right? Yeah, like the- she was rushing for her life. I mean, if you look look at that shot, you can literally see her like thousand yard stare. She's like, "Oh God, all the trogs, and I can't escape, and all that Th- stuff." Just the thought bubble is, "Fuck, forgot my goggles." <laughs> <laughs> and that yesterday's, did you end up putting it on when she's on the mount or flying off? The um, not not the official um, picture, but I have they flew, since they then. They flew off her head. They, she was going too fast, and they they're yeah. off they're off scene. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so that, that it, 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 it's 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 like gnomes in every um, uh, in every opening cinematic in World of Warcraft. They are there; they're just not in frame. Yeah, they're just they're short, right? Um, and you have here in the notes here you you can't RP her since gnome paladins aren't a thing. But maybe when junker gnomes yeah. come out, so who knows? Who knows? I've always liked the idea, yeah. and, and for me. Connected to my Gnome Warlock, I made a Gnome Warrior back in the day. I played a Gnome Warrior in Vanilla as well. Uh, played him all through Wrath. Unfortunately, I haven't touched him since Wrath. So he's still level 80. He's in Stalazar Basin. And uh, I earned the uh, the Judgment Recolor set from um, the uh, the Scourge oh. uh, the Scourge event. So he's actually a Gnome no, the, wearing the... The, the purple one? Uh, not the purple one, but like the, the special only available back then one. Okay, um, I have no idea what that is. You'll have to show me sometime. I'll send you a screenshot. He's wearing the... It's not the purple one from Outland. It's it's a special one that was mm-hmm. only available for the Argent uh, pre-Northrend event for Wrath. Oh, for the... The Scourge Invasion. The Scourge Invasion, yeah. 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 So he's wearing that set. So he kind of... My, my, my Gnome Warrior flies around looking like a Gnome Paladin. And um, back... I remember when I first brought my warlock over to Wormrass, I, I always thought, like, it'd be cool if he was a gnome paladin. And the, and the thought, you know, Jeff's thought also came to my mind of, well, they can be priests. They can be, they can they can fight. Why can't they be paladins? And I always liked that idea. So when Jeff said, I have this idea for a female gnome paladin, there's me with already as a character in mind. I'm like, okay, let's talk. So Jeff and I have actually been talking apparently for three years now that I, when I think about it, yeah. about this character. And now Jeff's flushing her out, which is cool because these prompts are kind of, you know, forcing him to give give her a story and stuff like that. So um, let's jump into our favorite parts of, of gnome lore. And we'll start with you, Jeff. Jeff, start us off and make us all cry. <sighs> Who's your favorite gnome character? Um, well, the one that had the most impact on me um, whenever a gnome actually got like an important role because they haven't been like actually given important roles for a long time yet uh, but that was in um, the I can't remember the the, the Proudmore novel what Tide. was the name of the, of the novel itself Tides of War ah, Tides of War yeah the, the Tides of War novel by Christy Golden where Kindy Sparkshine is um, Jaina's apprentice and after uh, while we were making the the show notes uh, for this i was like hold on sparkshine wasn't that the surname that i gave to moxie my gnomish paladin character it is distant cousin just sure yeah very distant cousin yeah funny enough i'm gonna interrupt you here because i actually did the same thing i you know years ago when i came up with my gnomes character 
his name is Rajit. I was like, Rajit, Rajit, Bolt, Bolt, Rajit Windlebolt. There we go. So my character's always been Rajit Windlebolt. And I thought, I was like, that's a, that's a, that sounds like a gnome name. That sounds like a gnomish name. That works. Realized years later after Rajit Windlebolt was in my head, I was questing through Dunmoreau, specifically in mm -hmm. Coldridge Valley. And there's a, there's a gnome there with the last name Felix Windlebolt. And I went, fuck. <laughs> Subconsciously, I thought it was a great idea, and I came up with it on my own. Yep. Turns out Felix has been around since 2004, so I was like, ah, oh, yep. fuck it. He, cousins. No one's going to share the last yep. name, last name, whatever. There's there's many distant families. So, funny enough, Jeff and I both did that yep. unintentionally. Yeah. And, you know, as long as they're not the illegitimate child between Arthas and Jaina, or a Dreadlord in disguise, I think the RP community will forgive us, right? I I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> but yeah, um, as far as Kindy goes, of course, um, do we need to give a spoiler alert or has the story been out long enough so that we can just talk freely about it? I want to say... Yeah, no, no, no spoiler. If you haven't read Tides of War, stop listening, but the book's been out for a while. Yeah. I, I, say, I say we're doing Yeah, it's been out for a while. So... Yeah, but the, 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 the scene where Jaina finds her after the, the mana bomb has basically turned Theramore into a into an arcane crater, basically. And then just how how she reacts to that and that whole scene was like, okay, damn, that is some emotional stuff. For those of you who haven't read Tides of War, um, you get introduced to Kindy Sparkshine. And she's fierce. She's 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 bold. She's she's creative. And when Jaina says you should leave, the horde is coming to attack Theramore. She's like, I'm not going anywhere. And when the bomb drops after Jaina's walking through the wreckage, and she sees Kindy's body, and when she picks up Kindy's body, Kindy disintegrates into arcane dust in Jaina's like, hands, and it just it's the most heart wrenching scene, and probably the worst part about her whole story and worse than in like heart wrenchingness mm. is early yeah, on in the books Jaina talks to her parents and Jaina tells her parents like you know what like I'm gonna keep your daughter safe you know your daughter's a great apprentice and then Jaina has to deliver the news to mom and dad after that Kindy died and for those of you who remember Dalaran back in the day in Northrend and still happens to this day there's a little little gnome who walks around and he lights he lights the uh, the lamps in Dalaran at nighttime when it hits a certain time, and the street lights mm -hmm. lamp street lights turn on. You can actually buy a wand from him to turn on the lights yourself. He didn't do this back in Wrath. He turned on the lamps back in Wrath, but now when he does it in Legion, he walks from lamp to lamp. And Christy actually put this in her story. Every lamp he lights, he lights with a little flaming uh, illusion mm -hmm. of his daughter. He basically puts Kindy in every single little. Uh, an image of Kindy in every single street lamp. So when you walk around and in game, you can actually see, you can see a little gnome, little gnome female character with the pigtails in the street lamp kind of thing, uh, lighting it up. And it's horribly heart wrenching because this, this old little yeah. old grizzled gnome father has to go around, you know, with the knowledge that is his daughter died. And yeah, uh, pretty sure also that um, they at, at one point mentioned that she was unexpected and that they had her late in life. So it's not like they had any, other children to share the grief with or have left over, but it's like, mm. yeah. And and the fact Ow. that he just kind of sadly walks away, lighting the, the lighting the, uh, and the fact that they put it in game was yeah, heart wrenching. Awesome. 
Um, and so my favorite character is just to be unoriginal. I'm gonna say is, is Gelbin, and I'm gonna talk about my. I'm gonna talk about why because there's a moment in Chronicle that made Gelbin stand out to me. But there's two gnomes I want to talk about. Uh, there's the first is Brink Spanner Crank. Now I apparently I close the page. But for those of you who have read some of the comics, um, Brink Spanner Crank is an uh, SI7 rogue who's got this really metal skull tattoo on his on his head, and he's got like this really deranged uh -huh. eye. He is not a parody character at all. He is flat out like a, a Yoda leaping around, attacking Count Dooku kind of character. Um, he's in the, uh, the the Shattering, the prelude. He's one of the gnomes that goes with King Varian uh, to assassinate Moira before Anduin intercepts. And it says, Brink is noted for his uh, looking oddly dangerous for a gnome and speaks in a gravelly voice. He then appears in the Dark Riders comic um, where he... We just see him. He he obtains the scythe of a loon. He he's going to deliver it to a night elf. Uh, we don't really see him in any other places in in the lore. But apparently, lore wise, he's still alive. Uh, and he 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 was apparently the only characters in the Dark Riders comic that didn't make it into Legion. So it'd be cool to see him in game because mm -hmm. he uh, totally he's totally not like one of those parody meme characters. He's just a mean stabby gnome that means business no. yeah he's, he's not gonna go for your kneecaps he's gonna go straight for your throat and rip it out and then go for your kneecaps oh, yeah. and uh the other main character that I think we all we all know we all know and love <laughs> is uh Wilfred Fizzlebang uh Master Summoner ah, I have done and I'm playing the clip now absolute power Trifling gnome! And of course, he was immortalized by Mr. Wolfram. That's exactly what I was playing right there. I was playing the, the Hilarious, remix. yeah. For those of you who don't remember, uh, Wilfred Fizzlebang was the warlock boss in Trial of the Crusader who summons uh, Lord Jaraxxus. You face Jaraxxus. And they'd summon uh, Mr. Voltron, turn that into a, into a remix uh, using the voice files. Um an ancient ancient meme well over three million views on youtube yeah. that was back in 2009 that's turning 10 wow. years old this year holy moly <laughs> wow <laughs> so you've been mourning wilford fistlebang for 10 years 10 years never never forgot never yeah um and the reason why we're gonna let's backtrack. The reason why Gelbin's my favorite character is because there's a moment in, in chronicle 3 and I got, I got chronicle 3 right here i'm gonna read this bit Story time with Jesse. Um, Chronicle 3 talks about the events of Warcraft, the end of Warcraft 2, uh, and events of Warcraft 3, Vanilla, uh, BC, and Wrathless King and Cataclysm. And this chapter is on page 56, and it's called The Invasion of Nomergon. And though, though all the Alliance races had sent soldiers to aid Lordaeron, one was largely absent from the fighting, the Gnomes. Uh, the Gnomes were highly intelligent people, renowned for their skills in sciences and engineering. They supplied the Alliance with its most advanced weaponry and war machines. When the Third War was underway, the Gnomes dispatched uh, these armaments to Lordaeron, but they offered little in ways of soldier. soldiers. This came as something of a mystery to the other Alliance nations. Some members of the faction even questioned the Gnomes' loyalty. 
What the rest of the Alliance didn't know was that Nomergon was under siege, not by the Scourge, but by the brutish creatures called the Trogs. And then it goes on to explain the whole Trog invasion. There was, there's a bit here at the very end that got me. And it says, um, The brilliant leader of the gnomes, Hightaker Gelbin Mechatork, approached the Trog invasion as he would any other problem. He didn't allow fear or anger to overwhelm him. He remained calm, relying on his people's uh, technical know-how to find a solution. Even with the gnomes' technology, their army simply wasn't large enough to fight off the invaders. Mechatork briefly considered calling on the Alliance for help, but he abandoned the idea. Protecting Lordaeron from the Scourge was of the utmost importance, and he didn't want to divert any resources from that front. In fact, he considered the Northern Campaign so important that he kept the news of the Trog invasion a secret from his allies. It would be years before the world learned of what had transpired in Nomergon and of the sacrifices the, gnome had the gnomes had made in the name of the Alliance. Chronicle 3 makes Mechatork and Moira, Bronzebeard, Thorson, Queen Moira, an absolute amazing set of characters. I, I liked Gelbin before Chronicle 3, but the fact that they worked into the lore that not only was there a reason why he wasn't around in during the Scourge campaign, but that it was a selfless, heroic sacrifice that they made um, is amazing to me. The, you know, the, the Mech, uh, Moira did so much in, in Chronicle 3. We're not talking about Moira, but she's mm -hmm. an amazing character too. But the fact that Gelbin knew that if he reached out to the Alliance, he knew the Alliance would send him help. Even if they didn't have the supplies, they didn't have the, sh the, the means to, he knew they would send something. And he said... That campaign is too important. We're going to do this on our own. And that is really cool. It really paints. You know, the gnomes are one of the true heroes of the Alliance um, in that way. And someone could, you know, someone could argue, well, the gnomes didn't even save themselves and Scourge ended up taking the order on. You know, there's nothing Mechator could have foreseen, nothing anyone could have foreseen to have prevented that. But... Uh, when I read that in Chronicle, I remember putting the book down going, oh man, gnome coolness just went up like 42.8%. Good God. Uh, and that's when I really fell in love with, with Mechatork as a character because he, there was a reason he wasn't around. He wasn't just like, screw you guys, I'm dealing with my own problem. It was a, nope. I, I'm I'm going to not tell my allies this because they're gonna they're not because they need our help but because they're gonna help us and that's gonna cost them the war and I am not gonna be the reason. Citizens and friends of Nomrigon, why hello there. Someone is hosting us, so make a torque just screamed in my ear there, and you guys probably heard it as well. Um, thanks for thank you for the host Cynics TV. Uh, so that's the reason why I love Mechatork. Um, and I would say that that's my favorite moment no moment in lore um my gnomant in lore is is the chronicle <laughs> three heroism of of the gnomes jeff what would be your favorite moment in lore it could be in books games cinematics what would it be um let me think aside from kindy uh, i think actually uh um Millhouse Manastorm comes to mind in the Architress dungeon. <laughs> Fucking Millhouse Manastorm. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 not it's not an important moment in terms of lore, but it's like it's a fun moment for a gnome. And he was like, and yeah, Millhouse Mimastorm. Holy crap! They really took that character, and he's still around. Like, what, what's he doing? He's that still character, around. You're like, is I he mean, good? Is he bad? Yeah. What is he? 
he started out as just like a joke character popping out of one of the prisons in the Architress at the last boss. And then I don't think he played. Did he play a role in Wrath of the Lich King? Um, I'm not sure, but he was definitely in. He was definitely in Cataclysm. Um, Cataclysm. He was a villain there. I mean, he's one of the. He's part of the Twilight Cult. He, he, He's part of the Twilight. How does one go from being imprisoned in an interdimensional spaceship to joining the Twilight Hammer cult? And then... A Naru prison on top of that. Yeah. And then um, Wild Draenor, I think it was. He's back as a follower in your garrison. Pretty sure he was. Yep. And then in Legion, he's a follower again. And he, I I think he even does a couple of quests with you. Thinking like, Didn't we and he's, kill you he's one ago? of the good guys again. It's it's like he he didn't do anything wrong with the Twilight's hammer. I guess it's just one of those. It's it's one of those like pirate characters that you you see in like a TV yeah. show or a movie that you're like, are you good or bad? I can't tell. And until it suits his interests, he'll, he he's on our side. Um, and his 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 ex wife is actually a boss in the Violet Hold in Legion. Oh yeah, she's in there and she's not oh, happy oh, with yeah. him. Um. So, all right, that's Jeff's favorite mo- no moment in lore, and and honestly, as, a, as even though he's a joke character, he's he's still been around for years. That it's not something you can just blatantly ignore. I think another couple no moments in lore that come to mind was definitely when we saw Mecha Torque in the Broken Shore cinematic for the first time. Oh yeah, 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 that's a, definitely that's a his one. his debut. You know, we we I mean, very yeah, turns Mecha Torque. Yeah, he's our uh, he's our transition in the the Nomberry stream. So. I, uh, I have the transition set to a scene, but it's not this scene. So uh, we'll I, at this point on the YouTube, we'll play the uh, we'll play the uh, the transition here. That was just a fun part because it was a very small role, but it was in that moment it was one of the the most important roles because you know Mechatork saves uh, you know everyone in the Broken Shore. He calls in the gunship. You see, you know that little cackle when he blows the head off mm. of the off the, the Felguard. <laughs> And then he uh, calls in the gunship. It was just a, a great moment, and seeing him in his mech suit and was just uh, that was the first time we actually saw him have a mech suit, which is really cool. Because mm-hmm. it's always, as someone who's loved gnomes, I've always you know questioned how does a gnome fight on the battlefield? You know, think about this lore was not game mechanic was how does a gnome actually fight? And you know, we saw in the Warcraft movie that. Orcs and humans, you know, orcs still tower over humans, but humans had the the movement, the 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 agility, the the ability to kind of duck around these larger figures. One hit from an orc and you're dead. But how would a gnome fight? And I always had like canonically, I always took it as all of their armor, no matter what class they are, especially if they're upfront and personal with you, is all influenced by technology in some sort of way. So you know, I always pictured, and I think I, I wrote this out to Jeff the other day. When a gnome warrior is fighting someone, a gnome warrior in plate versus an orc grunt, that orc's going to win. One swing, that orc's going to win. But if the gnome has little rocket thrusters on his boots that he's able to to speed underneath the orc, or he's able to to Iron Man hover his way around the orc, or you know, the orc swings and on his shield, it's not just a shield because that shield will break underneath an orc's strength. But maybe that shield is enhanced with some sort of techno shield that this laser comes up and it deflects the axe. Uh, and he's, you know, little little rocket grenades from his wrist or something. Or his sword turns into a giant propeller that instead of just swinging it, it turns into a full airplane propeller. And he uses it to escape, fly up into the air. You know, different ways gnomes would find a way mm-hmm. 
to take on an orc or a tauren or a troll that's you know seven times their size um without blatantly like oh yeah a tauren swings at him you're, you're done but with technology there's a way around it so every gnome has like a little bit of a mech mech suit going on with their armor and you know i always found it funny we attack Stormwind, we attack Varian, Varian's a fighter, so fine. The, the, the Horde attacks Stormwind, Varian can fight them off. The Horde attacks Ironforge, Magnus a fighter, he has all his guards. What happens when a 40-man raid of Horde attack Mechatork? Why does Mechatork have so much health? Why is he this little character that's taking, you know, taking names? Then they put him in a mech suit. That makes so much more sense. He's towering over everyone now, so suddenly Mechatork can now fight orcs and trolls and uh, fell guards of of all varieties we're gonna wrap yeah, up here one problem oh one problem though that, that there goes my headcanon that he was uh, a big fighter in the the brawl guild who mechator like yeah fist fighting that's how he survived he's just years <laughs> he's, of experience he's this we all think he's this brilliant scientist turns out mechator is the number one champ down in the brawlers guild just punching people he goes like he goes like uh robert downey jr's uh, sherlock Oh my god. I was picturing Rocky. <laughs> I was picturing like the, the Rocky montage. You're gnome from you're gnome from the uh from the um Heroes uh, of the Storm. The, yeah, Enter the Nexus. Uh, that was that was a pretty fun uh project as well because I think we did that in like two days. We did. For those who don't know what we're talking yeah. about, uh back in twenty fifteen for the Heroes of the Storm worldwide launch, they had a contest to make a short video clip entry of some kind and this was before Lost Codex, so Jeff said, hey, I'm entering this mm -hmm. contest, here's my idea. I said, yeah, go for it. So Jeff sends me the script, and this was all Jeff's idea. I came in and tweaked some of the jokes and tweaked some of the direction, but it, was, it, it wasn't it was Jeff and I's normal written, directed, and narrated by me. No, this was, this was a Jeff project, we, but I, yeah. with collaboration We didn't have Jesse, time for that. No time. We, we didn't have time for that because it was literally like... Uh, three or four day contest so yeah i had to all ask to get that done it was a here's a contest and have your entries done in 48 hours it was like oh my god um <laughs> so that is not how machinima works that sir. is not how machinima works so jeff makes this sends me the script i add my tweaks he does this video on a gnome doing uh this like 80s montage on training he wants to join the nexus for heroes but he's a gnome and there's a height requirement or he's a gnome but he, he needs to have a level requirement so he does this whole, whole bit. And he, he, he he literally hits a giant button on the wall that says '80s training montage," and, I think and that I, happens. What music was playing? Eye of the Tiger. No, no, no some, generic, some generic, uh, royalty-free. Uh, but yeah, I I think I literally searched for '80s montage or something like that in a royalty-free site, and they like, yeah, that sounds good. that sounds that's about all right. And uh, in the end, Jeff, Jeff ended up winning. Um, and this this contest actually got both Jeff and I to England for the Heroes of the Storm launch, which was really cool. Um, so so uh, go check it out. It's called um, Enter the Nexus. Uh, Enter the Nexus. It's on my, Heroes uh, of the Storm. It's on my old Mushangas uh, Machinima um, YouTube channel. I'll throw a link link in the description below. We're gonna wrap up this podcast yes. with just a, a topic. We're talking about gnomes. We got to talk about the gnome hate or the gnome stigma. And I asked this on stream the other day: Why do people hate gnomes? And one of the answers that was given to me was: You know, gnomes gnomes can't be sexualized. Gnomes aren't you. I'm not gonna say can't. Gnomes aren't <laughs> defaultly sexualized. Uh, they're not scary, and they're not the pretty race. 
Which, yeah, that ticks three boxes right there. You know, people, you know, there's the sexual races, there's the big scary races, and then there's the, I mean, pretty falls into the same line as sexual, but still. And don't give it up. Rule 34, I get it. But by default, not scary, not pretty, and the smallest character. I I mean, yeah, what what kind of self-respecting 13-year-old is going to pick a gnome for his character in a world of Warcraft. Right? Kids want to be this big hero, this big monster race, giant cow, orc, big paladin with a hammer. You're not going to pick a gnome. Um, and so it kind of turned into this meme of, you know, you know, well, they're small. They're like footballs. Let's punt them. And, of course, gnome punting became a thing. And <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, Oxhorn. Thanks, Oxhorn. And it became this, this meme across the community for years. And... There's actually people out there who hate gnomes. You're like, like, do you like gnomes? No, I hate them. Well, why do you? Why do you hate them? Because they're small. Really? Is that like? And I, I, I get it. I get. I get it. You're 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 hating on a on a fantasy race. It's not a big deal. But when you say like, hey, like, why do you actually not like gnomes? Well, I hate them because they're small. God forbid you. I see a child in real life. You're gonna react the same way, like, "Oh, I hate you. You're small and kick it." I hope not. Um, so, I mean, I, w- I, w- I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame them. I mean, kids are annoying, but kids are horrible. Don't kick children. We're not, we're not promoting. <laughs> don't get killed. Really, honestly, just uh, don't do them alone. But I always ask people, like, what's your actual reason for hating gnomes? And, and usually there's no actual reason. It's just, ah, oh, they're annoying. They got high-pitched voices and stuff like that, which, fine. They got high-pitched voices. They're they're often shown in a joking kind of way in game and a little bit... Uh, maybe maybe people can't take them seriously and they, they find that they break whatever immersion they ha- they, they think they have in World of Warcraft. I, I think that's also it. it you know, it's, it's a world of fantasy and orcs and and tauren and dwarves and scary undead monsters and gnomes like what how can i take this seriously when there's a you know a giant airplane comes flying in with a machine gun that's cool but then when the pilot is a little guy with a curly mustache and goggles going hello everyone you're like this 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 something wrong with this image but that's to me that's the whole fun part about the gnomes is these giant battle mechs walk onto the field and you have on one side this battle mech dripping oil and patches all over it, and you you, you got a sleazeball goblin offered to sell tickets. You want to buy a, you want to buy a zeppelin? You want to buy a zeppelin? And then on the other side you have this shiny, bright, beautiful mech airship, whatever. And the driver the driver hatch opens up, and hello everyone. And you're like oh, it, you know it's it's this total polar opposite, and it's similarity similar uh, characteristics of goblins and gnomes being the small annoying race with these with these animated uh personas and these animated characteristics mm. and uh uh you know the gnomes are all about uh their technology and, and trying to better themselves and, and better better their allies and find ways of improving things and goblins just want to you know get rich but uh i've always found the gnome hate to be curious and that's also why i've always kind of respected gnomeragon forever because they went out of their way they being Forbes and the people who run the guild to sort of create this uh, dialogue and again I'm saying I'm using big words like dialogue and stigma it's a video game I get it but let's put ourselves in this community you know there's a lot of hatred towards this gnome race and ultimately it doesn't matter but for those who do play the race for those who do enjoy their character lore you know, it it almost gets to a point where there's a lot of trolling and griefing going on, where p- players won't be invited to a group if they're a gnome, or they'll they'll 
get mocked or laughed at for playing this certain race, and it's gotten to a point of like, why, why is this a sort of bad race to play? What's, what's, what's the, what's the? And every every race has a stigma, right? Everyone laughs. At, you know, the only reason why the horde has so many blood elves is because all all the edgy teenagers didn't want to play ugly races, so they played the they played the pretty races. And as soon as void elves became a thing, half of them went back to the alliance. Everyone has a <laughs> stigma, but the gnomes one kind of seems to stick around for the longest. And uh, I've always found it I'm like, do you hate gnomes like story wise? Like, did you hate that Gnomergon fell and you hate Mechatork for that, or do you just don't like them because they have a squeaky voice? Um, and it's interesting getting conversations about because you can easily argue that the gnomes make the alliance the superior faction with their technology alone, like the the airships mm-hmm. and the and the tanks and the weapons. Uh, make you know the alliance is a huge advantage with all that sort of stuff. And yeah, the goblins got their own tech, but I wouldn't call that tech reliable. But and I love no, goblins. That, that, that those blow up. Those I mean, blow up. I mean, gnome, gnome, gnome stuff does. Gnome tech is... It works brilliantly, but it takes a long, longer time to get done. The, the malfun- but at least the it doesn't explode are, in your face. The malfunctions are interesting. Um, <laughs> yes. And, oh, no, and I actually think that no, the Gnome Gun Forever Guild has inspired a lot of role players to create these gnomes. You know, when you see a screenshot of World First Gahoon run with all gnomes, you're kind of like, that's kind of cool that there's gnome healers and range DPS and melee DPS and tanks. That's actually kind of interesting. So I know a lot of people who, who have started RP characters on Wormrest or Moonguard or wherever to, to play gnomes. And, uh, you know, we're starting to get a little bit more gnome love in cinematics. We see gnomes, we see a Mechatork in the Broken Shore. We saw a Mechatork on the, the most recent cinematic, the Battle for Dazara Lore. Mm. He's got this big hero moment. Um, I mean, that, that literally became the intro video for our streams for Nomberary. If you're wondering whether we're uh, Mechatork hitting the button comes from, that is from the latest cinematic, so uh, definitely go check that out and do a whole analysis on that, on Mechatork and, and all that. And I honestly think that Gnomes are getting the love they deserve, especially in Battle for Azeroth and Legion. We see in the Alliance War campaigns uh, Kelsey runs around with you as one of your followers, but she runs around in a spider mech, so again, she's not running around beating people up with her fists she's in this giant spider mech with a machine gun which is that's totally cool that's 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 amazing um and i'm excited to see where they go with mechagon and the mecha gnomes and junker gnomes coming in 8.2 the fact that there's an entire zone in a in a mega dungeon with that man mm-hmm. allied race potential yeah. i'm excited would you race change jeff to a mecha, mecha gnome um i actually uh won a race change in a giveaway it's a couple weeks ago and not knowing that it would get assigned to that character i gave up my no mage character when they wanted my details and so i've got a, i've got a race change now ready to go on my main so who knows maybe maybe when the time comes I'll take a look at them maybe i'll look uh, at all that i'll stroll around on Azeroth as a junker gnome uh, for a little while i, I think mean that- i i had the in, in cataclysm i had half of the idea to race chains to worgen because who doesn't want to play a freaking werewolf british werewolf but yeah. then i saw yeah i import uh, i pulled one into the mod viewer i put him in the gear that i was having I'm like yes no this isn't going to work i'm gonna stay a gnome for a little while and gnomes are getting a little bit more love and in 8.2 or 8.2.5 we're getting the gnomish heritage armor which is inspired directly off 
um, off of uh, the Mechatorx armor from the shoulders to his mm-hmm. belt, even to the goggles. These are going to be the first oh, yeah. goggles in game that sit on your head, not on your face. They sit on top of your head, which is going to be cool. Oh God, they actually. Yeah, you didn't know that. Yeah, they sit on top of your head now. Um, Jeff just got Jeff's like googling right now. Oh my god, yeah, Google uh, gnome heritage armor, and I'm pretty sure they sit on top yeah. of your head. That'd be cool if there was a way to toggle them to go from here to here. That'd be really cool. Um, Ermager nerms. A lot of people don't like playing gnomes, and that's fine. If you just if it's not your preference, that's fine. I'm not here to 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 get mad at you and stuff like that. But you know, they're they're a fun race. You know, with all the technology, even the aesthetics behind them, with the the bright colored hair and the crazy mustaches and hairstyles. Uh, these little brilliant scientists and engineers and brilliant minds running around, that's really, to me, that's really cool. Um, and that's why my main character has always been and will always be a gnome. Uh, I, I've i played an orc for a long time and i played a gnome for a long time. Complete polar opposites. And to me, I love gnomes. Jeff, you love gnomes. Uh, and with, with Taryn Gregory, for those of you who know Taryn Gregory, uh, cinematic director for the in-game cinematics for World of Warcraft. Uh, he's also a lover of gnomes as well, so gnomes are getting their shine with him, uh, their spark shine, uh, with Mechatork being on the cinematic and, and several cinematics now. If you look in the Thrust cinematic with Jaina, you can see Kindy depressingly She's in the actually background. In. Um, yeah. In case you didn't want to, in case you haven't cried enough today, go back and watch that. Um, and there's something just as a horde, I'm sure horde players, you can test this. As a horde player in a battleground, getting ganked by a gnome, ooh, that that hurts. Oh, that's that's got and yeah. some horde player is gonna be sitting there going, "Nope, that's that's never happened to me. I've never died doing it." No, no, no one believes you. It's okay. It's okay. I when I'm on my orc and I get killed by gnomes, I am furious. I mm, little bastards. But when I'm on my gnome and I'm killed, oh, it, it is a it is a satisfying feeling to to see that that troll or that undead jump out at you and uh, a couple seconds later drop dead and you're like oh man that uh, reminds me I need to uh, reminds me I need to get that 25 kill quest uh, done again make 25 horde members upset that they died at the hands of a dome 24 actually 24 so someone's already have, have been killed by uh, Jeff yep all right, guys, that's all we got on gnomes. Uh, we talked a lot about why Jeff and I play gnomes, our gnome characters we played since vanilla, uh, the whole reason we're doing prompts for Gnomebrary and, and Gnomebrary Forever. Shout out to Gnomebrary Forever uh, and Forbes for running an amazing guild for so many years. Uh, and to those who still play Gnomebrary Forever, uh, the Lost Codex supports you guys. I was there at that ceremony uh, for, for your guild leader, and uh, best of luck to your guild in the future. And uh, let's keep our fingers crossed, guys. 8.1.5 will likely be coming to live servers within the month, three to four weeks, I'm, be- I'm betting. And probably within two weeks after that, we're going to get the 8.2 PTR, which means we're going to learn a whole bunch of fun stuff about mecha gnomes and gnomes and see what their models actually look like. Are they, they going to be playable? Or would you guys play one? That's... Uh, that's... I'm, I'm looking forward to all the uh, all the all the the, the options. And of, you know what just came to mind, you know, Jeff? Them. Um, mm-hmm. In Battle for Desire Lore, we got gnome guns, we got gnome maces. Mechagon is a mega dungeon, so chances are the oh, weapon drops in God. there, and maybe the armor might actually be gnome inspired too. So that's kind of cool. I just thought of that now. You know, I, I actually I, I yeah. love the idea. I've talked about this before. Um, 
the Warfront armors being racially themed, but if we won't need a gnome Warfront theme if we get gnome themed dungeon sets in the Mechagon, uh, d- Mecha Dungeon, mm-hmm. or even just weapons, that'd be cool too. Uh, all right, guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 37 uh, with Jeff and I and talking about our love for the gnomish people of Azeroth. Um, if you guys do want to jump in on this Gnomebrary stuff, check out our Twitter page. We've got a whole bunch of posts there. And uh, tune in to Twitch between noon and 1 Pacific time, 3 and 4 Eastern time, or 8 and 9 European, whatever Jeff's time is. Um, check out twitch.tv slash lostcodexlord, where Jeff will be doing these art prompts live uh, through all of February. And uh, Yep. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to... He's doing it. He's Go doing as it, far as I can. Go as far as you can. Uh, join the Discord, guys. Description of the Discord below. And post your art prompts in there. Uh, there's also a little shout out. There's a Zandalari art prompt going on this month as well. So if you are strictly a Horde player and you don't want to do a gnome prompt, there's a Zandalari one out there, which is actually quite fitting. Jeff and I didn't plan this, but with 8.2's mm-hmm. splash art being Mechatork in a mech versus Rastakhan, the fact that there's a gnome and a Zandalari themed art prompt going on at the same time, that, that, that worked out pretty well. That's all I got, Jeff. Anything that you want to say? Nope. That's it. All right, Just, guys. Uh, see you tomorrow for my. You're a tall one. Uh, day seven. Day seven, guys. All right. Thank you guys so much. And uh, we'll see you next week for episode 38. See you guys. See you.